Do you ever feel so overwhelmed by everything that just the idea of doing self-care feels overwhelming and like another thing to do? Welcome back to the Therapy for Real Life podcast. This is not therapy. This is real life. I'm your host, Anna Lindbergh-Cedar, and I'm happy to talk with you today about the idea of microdosing your self-care. Probably you are more likely to have heard the term microdosing when it comes to uh, perhaps you've heard new research coming out on the use of psilocybin or MDMA or other psychoactive uh, substances that folks are trying to figure out um, what their effect is on our neurochemistry and whether they can be used to treat certain conditions like treatment-resistant depression, or PTSD. Today we're talking about using the tools that are already within your your disposal and microdosing self-care. What does that even mean? So if we're going to talk about self-care, number one, we're going to let go of perfectionism. That is a lot of what we're talking about when it comes to self-care, and doing just a little bit of it at a time. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I hear, I definitely hear clients talk about this. I hear friends talk about this feeling, that feeling of stuckness or overwhelm when stress is high, or perhaps you're not feeling your best, or you have a problem that you're facing. And you kind of already know what needs to happen, but you feel so overwhelmed, it's hard to take any action. I know for me, when I think about that feeling, what immediately pops to mind are my taxes. I don't enjoy doing my taxes. I don't know if anyone does, but for me, I definitely feel that temptation to kind of stick them in a drawer and avoid them and um, just not do them. So one of the skills that will help us when we think about developing a successful self-care routine, this is, again, when we think about this podcast, we're translating therapy concepts, things you might learn in the therapy process. But today, we're translating those for everyday self-care skills. So one is letting go of perfectionism. And just allowing yourself to microdose self-care. So you don't have to actually run a marathon or be the best at something. You don't even have to be competitive with yourself to practice self-care. And, um, you know, we might want to just think about some of the the radical activists who've come before us when we think about uh, self-care just as a little extra motivation. When we think of that term self-care, it really comes out of the activist movement. And uh, some of you might already be thinking of, of, you know, one of the folks that inspired that term is Audre Lorde. She was a powerful activists of color who um, fought for feminist rights. And um, she is quoted as saying, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And in fact, that is an act of political warfare. 
So she said that self-care was actually a radical act and that embodying self-care, depending on you and your values, that self-preservation, that self-care, if you do it well, it may actually extend beyond you and have an impact greater than you. So in order to have an impact on anything, we we do have to take action. So just letting us um, let go of the idea of perfectionism and thinking that self-care has to look any one way. I went to a training um, a couple weekends ago. It was a trauma-informed yoga training, and one of the facilitators suggested an alternative um, frame besides the self-care frame, because as you know, there are a lot of problems with that frame, self-care. It sounds very lonely. It sounds very isolated. Um, The Multi-Amory podcast, which I listened to, had a discussion recently about using self-care as a pacifier, just kind of be quiet and quit, quit your complaining. And so this alternative frame that the trauma informed yoga therapist had suggested was responsiveness. And I like that idea. It's almost like where there's smoke, there's fire. You kind of have to follow that need back to its origin. And rather than kind of a blanket smear of self-care, let's just throw a pedicure on top of that as if that'll solve things. Let's think really specifically about what we are responding to. So microdosing your self-care lets us do that. It lets us get um, responsive to the need. It lets us um, be specific in our response. And it lets us do it just a little bit at a time. Okay? So besides letting go of perfectionism, we are also going to be strategic. Okay, that means that we're going to zero in, just like with that responsiveness, we're going to zero in on the self-care that is the most restorative, the most bang for your buck, the most effective in terms of your self-care, what's, what's important to you. So when you think about microdosing your self-care, let's say you only have a little bit whether it's time, money, attention, memory, to do any of these things, let's go ahead and go for the the best bang for your buck. So if it's worked for you in the past, that's a good clue. If it's worked for you in the past and it's a healthy coping skill, it's more than likely to work for you again. And... If you, let's say you have a lot of different ideas for what you could practice with self-care. Think about, in terms of microdosing, think about where your efforts are going to give you the most bang for your buck. Okay? Now we get to be even more strategic. Let's pull in one of the self-care skills that you might hear about in therapy if you're going to therapy or maybe in the business world or anywhere else that you may have heard this concept before. A lot of us 
come across this concept at work or other spaces, but now let's apply it to self-care. Let's get really smart about our planning. So you have probably heard of SMART goals, or maybe not. You can Google it. There are many different versions of it. Uh, George T. Duran is sometimes attributed as one of the first people to come up with. Uh, he wrote a, a paper titled, There's a Smart Way to Write Management Goals and Objectives. And SMART is an acronym, and it's going to help us get even more strategic in microdosing our self-care. So you might already have some ideas of things that you would like to work on, things that feel responsive. And if you're feeling stuck, you know, I'm looking at a little uh, piece of paper that I have from an event that I'm going to soon. It's a self-care cheat sheet and it has some little suggestions. So little pieces of self-care or that responsiveness could look like getting some fresh air, moving your body, celebrating small wins, taking a deep breath, putting self-care in your schedule, taking a five-minute break to do nothing, talk to a friend, focus on the positive, access family, spiritual, or cultural wisdom, express gratitude, learn something new, be in community, any of those ideas, plus a million more. But that's not it. The SMART acronym pushes us to be even more strategic. So maybe you liked one of those ideas or you already started the podcast with an idea in mind. Now let's get really specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So take a moment now to make your self-care goal or self-care response into a SMART goal. So if you're going to do any of those things from that list of suggestions, like take a deep breath or schedule in self-care, when are you going to schedule in self-care? When are you going to open your calendar and reserve a time and press the button, set the timer to remind you to do it? When are you going to do that? And how are you going to tell whether you've done it or not? Is it measurable? Have you done it for 20 minutes? Have you checked it off your to-do list? And achievable, can you do this? Sometimes we beat ourselves up for not accomplishing goals that are really too grandiose, right? So I wish I spoke 10 different languages. Mm, is that realistic? How about learning 10 new words? Yeah, that's achievable. So making it realistic and then attaching a time to it. So this is your chance. You've already thought about your self-care routine. You've thought about how you're going to really live in the gray area of self-care. You don't have to be perfectionist. You're going to be strategic. You're going to pick something that's going to work for you, not your neighbor. 
And how are you going to be able to tell whether you've done it or not? You're going to get really smart in planning a specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely goal. So to give you a little visual to go with it, because we are microdosing our self-care, I want you to imagine that you're going to uh, one of my workshops where I might do this at the end of the workshop. You know, we usually talk about a lot of different self-care ideas, but then each person has to pick the thing that's going to work for them. And if you were in one of those workshops, I would give you a teeny tiny cute little glass bottle. This is where we practice self-care in a bottle. And I would invite you to write on a teeny tiny little slip of paper what your self-care goal or intention is for the week. And we would talk about the fact that this is a reminder to do that self-care. And if you remember to carry it along with you, that's going to be a visual reminder. And if you forget that little teeny reminder at home, you are going to realize that you forgot it. And even that's going to be a reminder for you to do your self-care. And it's just a physical placeholder for that intention. And I know you are listening now through the earwaves, and I don't, I don't have a little glass bottle that I can mentally text you, but I wish I could. So you'll have to come up with the format that works best for you, whether it's writing it on a sticky note and putting it next to your bed so you see it when you wake up, or visualizing that little teeny glass bottle and infusing it with your self-care intention for the next week, or whatever it is, I want you to just uh, hold that intention now, one simple realistic thing that you can do to respond to your needs between now and the next time you tune in to the podcast. So that's where I'll leave you with. Now you have some uh, thoughts about microdosing your self-care. I invite you to go ahead and play around with those ideas. And of course, if you're looking for self-care suggestions, you can check out therapyforreallife.com. You'll find links to other episodes in this series, including uh, 50 uh, self-care suggestions that you can practice in a moment. So if you're ever feeling stuck, feel free to hang out there. In the meantime, have a wonderful self-care practice and enjoy your day. Take care. Thank you.